Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the show. Hope you're having a good day, a good week, good month. All right, y'all, we got a good show planned for you. We're going to be bouncing around. We got a whole lot to cover, so let's hit the ground running. Um, We're going to open the show by talking about some dating stuff, dating app stuff. Why? Because that's where all the magic and the darkness is happening. Uh, Yes, so uh, the reason why I bring the topic up is y'all been in my DMs asking me questions about dating, dating apps, which ones to use, how to use them. More importantly, it's coming up a lot more in my practice. So I want to kind of circle back and drop on you all a few main perspectives. Um, I don't make the rules. I wish I did. So we are a little bit at the mercy of this larger system. And I was talking about uh, this on a show a couple, couple weeks ago. Um, eh, if you want to go back and check it out, go to wearechannelq.com. Scroll down for level and click on it. There's all the uh, shows podcasted. But I was talking about a study that came out that was quite groundbreaking, revolutionary. It was talking about the rise of single, lonely men. Yep, highest rate of singledom in general, but more so we have the highest rate of single men. It's because um, people are expecting better. And uh, those high numbers, uh, highest numbers we've had of single lonely men is because got to step up and be better and do better. People are saying, I don't want relationships that are unhealthy. They're no longer dealing with toxic traits. They're expecting better. The bar is higher. So, um, you know, on, in one world, people that are, you know, dating men could say, ah, well, it's in my favor. Others, there's a high rate of um, lower functioning men. That's the problem. So, um, that is another thing that kind of keeps this topic on the table. So I wanted to just kind of talk a little bit more about it and hit a few key points. Again, as I said, I don't make the rules. The dating system operates the way it does. However, we do all have control, those of us that are participating in it, in making it better. It doesn't have to be so difficult, so hard, so um, depressing, so uh, frustrating if we show up with our better selves. So we're going to talk about a few key points to try to make it easier. We have not talked about these before. Um, Only one point I've kind of hammered home a few times. We'll get to that point. First point is uh, I don't decide what is going, what are going to be the qualities that determine market value. Yes, we live in a world where there's this concept of market value and we've all agreed upon to some extent certain traits that we think are more desirable than other traits. Yes, we all can be part of changing that by challenging ourselves and not accepting what we find to be attractive as the final answer because a lot of what we determine to be attractive and what we're interested in, we have internalized because it's been socialized into us. Conversations you have in here, the things you see on television, magazine, billboards, please don't think that those are neutral. You become familiar with certain attributes and traits as being what 
are hot and attractive and what you should seek. You're at the mercy of that. Now there's some plasticity in that flexibility by blocking some of that out, challenging, watching things that challenge that. We've talked about that on the show. We'll talk about it again. But more importantly, I'm just pointing out that we are at the mercy of some of those systems as we work on changing them. So what does that mean? It means we got to capitalize on what we have. Figure out what traits you have that are very desirable. Lead with those. Capitalize on those. Amplify those. Make those known. Because unfortunately, when we're dating, especially on dating apps, we, we base ourselves and our decisions, I'm sorry, we base our interest in others and our decisions about others based on what we call like searchable qualities. Also known in uh, economic terms as product details, consumerism. Product details. Well, be thoughtful about the product details you are putting out there because people will make decisions based on them. It's a bummer because a lot of these product details don't really have anything to do with what kind of partner they are, what kind of relationship you'll have, but capitalize on what your better parts are. Make sure you're leading with them. I've gone through some people's dating apps. I've seen some photos and said, wow, all the photos you're drinking, all the photos you're partying, that's not really who you are or that's not you leading with your best. What do you think you're communicating? So be aware of that. These are, these are not the things I wanna really talk about tonight. These are the things I wanna just kind of get out of the way. Because one of the main points I want to drive home and talk about is that it is our job to dismantle the barriers that we create that are of our own doing and creation and dismantle them, get rid of them, see through them. But it's hard work because they're often rooted in some of our traumas. They're often rooted in some of our anxieties. They're often rooted in some core belief systems that we have adopted at earlier phases of our lives. I hit upon these over and over on the show. But again, I can't help someone find love. You can't decide you're going to find love. All we can do is a few things in the first one being dismantle the barriers that prevent that from happening because we don't get to decide who's online. We don't get to decide who's interested in us. We don't get to decide who's currently available and single. We don't get to decide who we run into at the gym, the supermarket or on the street. That is the world in action. But if we dismantle our own barriers, the things that are holding us back, bam, we have a better shot. So that's the first point. And when we come back, I'm going to talk more about it because if nothing else, give yourself the best shot and the best opportunity to see what you can really do in that phase of, of, of life, the dating relational world. Yes. For those that are already in a relationship, this applies to you as well, because these still, these things are still at play. My favorite, you know, uh, people that are single might be single, but some people that are single are less single than some people that are married because some people are in relationships where they are thinking about and looking at it wrong and don't even want to be a part of it. So this is for everyone. We're going to get into that. We're also going to do some DMs. So as always, if you've got questions or topics, put them in the DMs on our Love Line G page. And as I said, past episodes over at wearechannelq.com. Otherwise, stick around and we'll be back. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, y'all, we are back. And um, I guess I'm doing a little bit of coaching right now, uh, trying to push all forward and help you get out of your own way. Sometimes that's the biggest issue in our lives as we are getting in our own way. And you can tell when you are, you can tell when you're hitting your edges. You can tell when you're hitting, when you're, when you've gone as far as your development allows you to go. Cause a lot of times our issues and struggles are about us not having developed further than that point. And based on prior experiences and traumas and core belief systems that we've adopted, um, we have some very rigid boundaries, some very rigid thinking, some very rigid anxieties. And part of being a good partner, whether you're married or single and looking, is dismantling the barriers. And some people that are married, because again, the work isn't just about getting in a relationship, it's also getting into one that's meaningful and running it the right way. But there are some people that are more single, even though they're married or partnered, than people that are without partners. Because the way they're running their marriage or their relationships, they might as well be single. They don't wanna be there, there's not a lot of intimacy or closeness or, or attention or time together, whatever it is, and it's like, what are you doing? Just trying to check a box, trying to perform wellness, trying to perform maturity, trying to perform success. Yeah, a lot of people just want it. They don't care what it looks like, they just want it. And um, for those that are in the single position, we're talking about what we can do because the world is in play. I cannot, when I'm working with a client, help them find love. I can only help them do a few things that they have control over, but I don't get to decide who's currently single, who's currently interested, how they feel about my patient, who's currently on the apps, who's currently at the places that they're spending time at. That's the world. But there are some things we can harness. The first one being certain things that we use to block ourselves. One of the main ones I keep seeing coming into my clinical practice right now is people getting hung up on theoretical issues versus really facing and dealing with actual, literal, real-time, right-here issues. So that's the first point. Don't make decisions based on hypothetical or theoretical things because you don't know what it will look like. You don't know how it will play out. You don't know what that means for them. So again, when we make a decision about someone based on their job, all you can do if someone tells you what their job is, is think back to your experience that you've had of someone in that job or the fantasy you make up about that job, but that isn't literal. That's theoretical, that's hypothetical, that's philosophical. Don't make decisions on that. If you think I can't date this person because of this job, go find out. Let reality actually tell you the truth. Is that person's job the obstacle you've theoretically, theoretically or hypothetically decided it is? Because most likely it might not be. Age is another one. I'm working with clients who are dating people older or younger. And they're like, yeah, but I'm worried that, okay, well, let's wait and find out because you don't know what it means for this person to be five or 10 years older or younger than you. You only know what you think it would mean for you. You only know what television has shown you. You only know what maybe past experiences have shown you, but you don't know. 
Don't get hung up on possible theoretical issues. Only deal with ones that are literal. So if someone says, I think this person's too young for me, I say, give me examples. Give me real-time, real-world examples where their age has been a problem. And if if your answer is, I don't have any, well, then it isn't. You might be anxious, it could be, but we don't want to get in our own way by backing away because we've decided that we know the future as though we're a mind reader or whatever you call it, a psychic. Deal with real actual things. The best bet is when in doubt, go find out. When in doubt, go out. See if these are real issues. Because again, we got hung up on weight, height, age, and these things say nothing specifically about real time what this person would be like to be in a relationship or in our lives. And those are some of the obstacles that people get in their way about. They get in their own way. Go find out. And if you can't give me an example of where their height is an actual true issue, then it isn't. And you're being avoidant and you're keeping yourself trapped because these are tactics of someone who has an avoidant attachment style, an avoidant personality or relationship style. We are seeking anxiously perfection because and, and we are keeping ourselves single because we are seeking this magical sense of perfection, which doesn't exist. And anything that's presented that seems less than that, we are panicking. We are not willing to stick around or work through flaws. And that's how we keep ourselves trapped. Flaws and letdowns are going to exist. That is part of it. And so how we keep ourselves trapped, even when we're partnered, is by focusing on what's wrong versus focusing on what's right or by projecting and theoretically creating, we're, we're, we're creating issues that are only theoretical and acting as though they're real when they're not. So call that out if that's what you're doing with your current relationship or with a potential hypothetical one. That's, the, that's one of the biggest things I can tell you. Don't get in your own way. If it isn't an actual issue that you can give me an example of, then it isn't an actual issue. And saying, I just don't like the idea of is not an actual issue. What would people say is not an actual issue? Yeah, but my husband needs to be taller than me is not an actual issue. That is about you bumping up to the limits of your development. You're not mature enough to be with someone who doesn't fit the mold that society's told you they have to fit. It's your immaturity that's the problem in that example. You can't imagine someone being other than what you've been told they're supposed to be. We need to grow up. That is immaturity. That is an avoidant dating or relationship style. Work on that, dismantle that, because that is what's keeping you from finding partnership because you could find someone who's outside of what you think they need to be and they could be an awesome match for you. You might even currently be married to that person, but again, you're too hung up on what's lacking and not really acknowledging what is, or again, you're hung up on theoretical, not literal and actual. And I see that happening all the time. And people are so rigid about it because again, it's it's as far as their development has taken them. And so it's bigger than them. And it's tied to a core belief of not being lovable, not being acceptable, not being dateable, not being attractive, not being able to trust people. And we have to let go and let these things in because this is, again, how people keep themselves stuck. I see it all the time. All right, we're going to come back and talk about another key point. Um, and they'll be doing some DMs. Good stuff, DMs. So if you got a question for us, a topic you want us to hit, bam, bam, put them in there on our Loveline IG page. Otherwise, we are channelq.com. So we want to go to check out past episodes everything is podcasted so you can spend a little bit more time with them hit that repetition really build in that practice because this stuff all needs to be applied it's not enough to just listen to it once you know you have to think about how can i build this into my life how can i actually take this out and apply it and use it make it mine all right otherwise stick around we'll be back you're listening to love line with dr chris on channel q and odyssey we'll be right back don't go anywhere
All right, y'all, we are back and we're talking about some of the things that keep us trapped in our own way. Um, as my as my statement says, some people are single, but some people aren't as single as people that are married or in relationships. And that's kind of the springboard for tonight's show, this whole idea that don't think that because you're partnered or married that you're doing well, you are successful, you've succeeded, you have everything. No, some people, we've even talked about it when we were talking on the show about invisible divorces where some people are actually divorced. It's just they haven't put it into words. They haven't maybe gone through with it legally, but for all intents and purposes, psychologically, socially, emotionally, a divorce has already occurred but yet they're still cohabitating and have that contract. We're trying to break away from that. Also, from that statement, I was also saying how I see a lot of people in my clinical practice and in my DMs asking me a lot about dating apps, the dating world, what apps are better, and all of it's basically implying the system is horrible, and, I, and I'm trying to find a solution and a way to master it. Maybe it's that I'm on the wrong app. Maybe it's, and I'm trying to help people understand, often it's us, it's our approach, it's the way we're using the apps. It's the way we're showing up in the dating world. It's the way we're showing up in our marriages and our relationships. And the first point we we're making before the break is you have to dismantle all the problems and obstacles that are in yourself that are of your own creation. And the one I was really hitting over and over is this idea that we often create issues that aren't there, that aren't real issues, that aren't actually there, that aren't actually happening. And that the problem is we're thinking in terms of what could be. We're, we are... Um, we are taking theoretical or possible issues and turning them in and acting as though and treating them like they're real and they're happening. My favorite example is age gaps, age differences. Deciding, oh, they're older or they're younger and here's what that's gonna mean. No, that's not what it's gonna mean. You don't know what it's gonna mean. And you're making an issue and a decision already as though it's real and that's happened and we actually don't have any idea. You're gonna have to actually find out. Yeah, when in doubt, give it a shot. When in doubt, go find out. When in doubt, go out. Because we don't know. And someone 10 years older or 10 years younger might be the best match for you. Because I don't know what 26 looks like for that person. I don't know what 26 looks like in your life. But you can tell me based on others' experiences and based on the fantasy you're making up, but that's not reality. And as always, we're trying to do reality testing. Their height doesn't matter. Their weight doesn't matter. Their age doesn't matter. What matters is reality. What is it like to, to have a conversation with this person of a, different, of a height that you're not comfortable with? Go with that. What does it feel like to go on vacation with them? What does it feel like to have sex with them? What does it feel like to go to dinner with them? What does it feel like to talk with them? Deal with literal, actual things. Those are the answers I wanna know. I don't care how tall they are. I don't care how old they are. I wanna know about actual, literal things. What your experience of them is. How do you feel while you're with them? How do you feel after you've been with them? Make decisions based on that. We cannot just look at a bunch of product details like we're shopping for a, for a couch, and as long as we know the dimensions and the color, we're good. People don't work like that. They're multidimensional. You have to go have an experience of a person. Make decisions based on experiences, not based on product details. That is going to be, if nothing else, the gem I want you to take away from tonight's session. Real-time stuff. So again, if a client's telling me about who they're dating or who they're not dating, I'll say, tell me actual experiences as to why it was good or why it was bad, not why you think it could or might have been. And same thing with people that are currently married in relationships. Give me actual examples of what's working and not working. Give me actual examples of you pushing back on these unrealistic expectations, your perfectionism, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The other important caveat is 
as we're dismantling the things that are of our own doing, we also want to create the conditions around which it can emerge. A lot of people don't want to put in any work. They'll say, yeah, but I'm a girl. I want a guy to hit on me. doesn't matter. Get out there and do the work. Get your hands dirty. We come up with all these arbitrary things that put us in a passive position, and then we're victimized by ourselves. You have to create the conditions. You have to go out of the house. You have to go on an app. You actually have to match with people. You actually have to say hello to people. You actually have to go out on a date. Yes, you have to put some activity in there. You have to create the conditions around which it can occur. It's not going to magically happen on its own. And that's what a lot of people are doing. They're like, oh, it's not working. Really? Are you actually working it though? Or are you sitting home expecting these things to happen? Are you stepping into your anxiety? Are you courting people? Are you being assertive? Or are you waiting for people to do that, that thing that you're not willing to do? So again, the first one, get, get over these false constructs of what you think you need to have. Stop deciding who a person is before you've actually gone and experienced them. Then actually create the conditions, by, the, the conditions by putting a little bit of work and effort in there. And that's where my favorite thing comes up of one step more, where you're constantly moving towards anxiety. Instead of just backing away when you have an opportunity, you might not go full in, but you do something. And that's you practicing moving towards anxiety and also practicing giving yourself a shot. And by doing one little thing more, it gives them a shot to maybe have gotten what they needed from you to be willing to step into their anxiety and their confidence and push forward somehow. So again, we have to do one step more. You have to be willing to just do one more little thing that communicates interest, sticking around longer, saying one thing, whatever it might be, changing your location. Those are the things we have control over. We don't have control over who's currently single, who we're currently meeting, what their thoughts are about us, but we wanna harness and work with the things we can. Um, all right, when we come back, we're gonna do some DMs and then we're gonna talk about um, some body image stuff. Ah, uh, yes, because I was looking at some research and I was horrified. I gotta stop looking at research because the stats are just dark these days, um, but they lead for some good talking points. So we're going to talk about some of that. As always, it applies to everyone, but I'm going to use it from the entry point of men because they tend to not get enough discussion um, around that topic with body image. And then, like I said, we'll be doing some DMs. So uh, stick around and don't go anywhere, y'all. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. Don't go anywhere because we'll be right back. All right, y'all, we are back, and now it's time to slide into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. This one says, hey, Dr. Chris, I'm having problems with dating. Ah, uh, interesting, interesting, interesting. Mostly because I think I'm too blunt. Well, then you probably are, so you need to ease up on that. You said, I don't waste time in asking the harder or controversial questions like views on politics, abortion, and other things. Not trying to waste my time or theirs, but after so many failed dates, how can I slow myself down and be patient, but also not waste time? Um, dating is something that takes time. You are trying to apply a problematic model to dating. When people say things like, I want to date efficiently, I don't want to waste time. You are applying economic capitalist values to dating and human relationships. It will take time and you will often be wasting your time if you think in those terms. If you see putting time and effort into getting to know someone as maybe wasting time, if it doesn't become permanent, well then you're gonna have a really hard dating, hard time dating. The, the value of a relationship is not determined by, its, by the length of time it exists or the label you apply to it. Dating is a process of meeting people, having interesting conversations, uh, trying new restaurants and places, and sometimes it not progressing into something more serious. You, there is no fail-proof way, and it can't be about efficiency. You are, again, applying the wrong perspective to dating. It takes time. 
You have to be willing to put time, effort, and money into it. You should be dating multiple people at the same time to determine if there's compatibility or chemistry enough to form a more committed, serious relationship with someone. And often after putting weeks, months, or even years into things, sometimes it ends. Even getting married and having kids and buying a house together doesn't mean it's forever. You can't tie it all to that. You can't be thinking in terms of outcome. You can't be thinking in terms of investment. Those, again, are economic terms that you are trying to apply to human relationships. And you, if you're being too blunt and your harder questions, as you call it, are turning people off, stop asking those questions. Slow down. You're rushing it. You're trying to optimize it. It doesn't work like that. And the more important things, like what is it like to have a general conversation with this person? What's it like to generally experience them? You're jumping over that by asking these questions as though their views on abortion are gonna determine your compatibility and they're not. Although I agree with you, I wouldn't date someone Republican, I wouldn't date someone conservative because to me that's rooted in oppressive, problematic values. Um, but there's a more casual, loving way to ask that. But people might be feeling your, your urgency and your attempt to just like, and, and it's not the best way to do it. So slow down, realize it's a very messy process, realize it will take a lot of time and energy and weeks and months in getting to know someone. It takes weeks or months in getting to know someone to determine if you should have an actual relationship with them. And if, you're, and if you wanna do it one person at a time, that's up to you, but be willing to put time and energy and effort into it. There's no other way around it. That's what it's like, but you have to be open to the process, the journey. You can't be so outcome obsessed because relationships often don't flourish into anything more when dating, but that doesn't mean it wasn't time well spent. If you had fun, if you enjoyed the person, right? Vacations aren't forever, we come home from them, but they still had fun and value while we were there eating a donut, a delicious two minutes. Serves no purpose beyond that, but it still is worth and value in that moment. So you, again, you're applying the wrong perspective and many people do. There's no algorithm that's gonna help you determine compatibility. The research has proven that over and over. I don't care what the dating app says. I don't care what the dating coach says. I don't care what the matchmaker says. It is not an efficient, optimized process, and it doesn't need to be. So use this as a chance to do some of your deeper work, which is to slow down, stay open, find value in the process, literally stop and smell the roses, stop trying to optimize, stop trying to be efficient. It doesn't work like that. It's messy. It takes time. It takes time and energy. Often you're let down. You can't think in terms of, in terms of economics. Oof. That one's always a problem um, because a lot of people try to do that and it doesn't work like that. You have to be willing to put the time and effort in. You know, what works at work is not gonna what's it's not gonna be what works with relationships. Um, all right, y'all, you got a question, you got a topic, you got something you want us to answer, circle back, drop deeper into, put it all in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. And uh, past episodes of the show, always over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down for Loveline and click on it. You can binge, post, re-listen, and share. Because as you just learned, we got a lot of work to do, y'all. We got a lot of work to do. We need a new framework and a new model for romantic, sexual, and just general interpersonal relationships. Um, but we'll talk more about that when we come back, y'all. So a whole lot more to come. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be right back. Stick around. All right, y'all, we are back and we're talking about male body image. This is going to apply to literally everyone, but those that are male defined, we don't tend to get enough discussion on them specifically. And 
This came out of a new study that dropped. Oh, y'all, wait for this. I got a stat of the research. It's so heartbreaking. Um, basically, we know we live in a luxist culture, which means we determine people's worth based on how attractive we think they are, even though what we deem to be attractive changes over place and time. But right now, whatever the standards are, we compare people to it and we decide their worth. Hurts my heart. You go to a house party. Instead of people just talking to whomever, they try to find, you know, they run everyone through the rubric of who would I want to date even if I'm not available? Who do I find attractive? That's probably going to be the most interesting or the people we're drawn to. And that's really a false construct because everyone has something to offer and choosing who you talk to based on your level of attraction to them is a really problematic uh, lens through which to value or judge people. Um, but nonetheless, it exists. So then we move into body shame, body dysmorphia, anxiety, and all of that. Um, so I was looking at a study and it was looking at who's coming in the most for cosmetic surgery, which is, you know, would imply those that are least confident or happy with what they look like. And they said right now that, um, half are men, about 50% are men. It's balanced 50% women, 50% men. Um, it's a bummer. Not that I liked it, it was more women because it made me feel bad for women, but I liked the idea that before it was a lot less men, but now men feel just as bad about their bodies. So well done, culture. Everyone's shamed. Um, out of which 70%, 70% of those men, that is far too high of a number, have been subjected to social or psychological trauma based on their looks or their relationship to their looks throughout their life. It hurts my heart. Here's the quote. More than 50% of the patients visiting our hospital for body shaping or body contouring procedures are men. Apart from health reasons, most opt for such procedures due to social stigmatization. It's heartbreaking because they don't feel like their body has worth or value out in the world. Um, yeah, sorry. I'm just reading some more of this. Um, what are men most targeted for? Being skinny, too, too plus-sized not having enough facial hair, um, or sometimes having, uh, not having a manly enough voice, having too much body hair, um, penis size anxiety, Oof. heartbreaking. Because no one should have to feel bad about their body. We don't make a decision about our body. Our worth isn't tied to our body. Our bodies are vehicles that move us around through the world. It's not our worth, it's not our value, but yet that's projected onto it. And that's really sad. We've all drank that Kool-Aid. And so we're all participating to some extent in some of this body shame, body dysmorphia, disordered eating. And when I look at these fitness pages, I see a lot of what they're talking about to be tied to aesthetics, not actual health or fitness. And we'll use the word work on your health, work on your fitness, but it has nothing to do with blood pressure, um, 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 heart rate, all the things that are actually qualities of true fitness. Instead, they'll use those words, but they're really talking about aesthetics, how you look. How you look has nothing to do with how healthy you are. Um, having six-pack abs doesn't imply that you're healthy by any means at all. Larger body doesn't mean you're unhealthy. You can be a lar have a larger body and be far healthier than someone with a smaller body. Uh, please know that. That that isn't directly correlated like that. Um, but yet we are led to believe it is. And a lot of advice I'm hearing is really disordered eating, but it's become so normalized that no one's like, wow, that's an eating disorder. That's eating disorder talk. That's disordered eating thinking uh, where we have to earn food or punish ourselves for what we ate. And our worth is tied to how much we're eating or not eating. It's really heartbreaking. Good food, bad food. It's That's all disordered eating. And many, 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 many months ago, I did a whole show on it. Um, so we're not going to get deeply into it, but just to hit a few of the um, finer points 
some of the other studies were showing four out of five men discuss their appearance and have distress about it. Four in five. That is heartbreaking. Um, 60% of men remove their body hair. That's out of shame. There's nothing wrong with having body hair, but 60% remove it to some extent. That is heartbreaking. That's why I love, especially for women, seeing women that are posting pictures with facial hair, hair on their stomach, hair on their feet, and women saying, I'm not gonna be ashamed of my body hair. I'm not shaving my armpits anymore, right? Normalizing that. Um, but men, same thing. Uh, those, those plastic surgery stats really hurt my heart. Um, and then we move into some of the disordered eating. And we're really walking people towards a lot of food, phobia, food rules, excluding foods, fear of foods, fear of fat, food anxieties, rigidity about what we're eating, when we're eating, not willing to eat out because we're afraid because we can't weigh it. We don't know what the macros are. Oh my God, think about that. That is food phobia. We've made food an enemy in service of what? Looking a certain way? Great, but why? To what end? How does that help us? What is that doing for us? Whatever, whatever we think a, 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 a more quote unquote gym body will give us, we can have access to that without the gym body. The gym body doesn't actually give you that. You just think it does. And because you have it, you give yourself permission to be more confident in the world. You can have that confidence without changing your body. The work shouldn't be changing our bodies. The work is about changing our brains and changing our thinking. Eat the food. When in doubt, rest. When in doubt, order that pizza. Um, we have to really push back on this. Um, all right, we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about it. And then, of course, bum, bada, bum, we'll be doing some DMs. So put some DMs, questions, topics in the DMs on our Love Energy page and past episodes over at wearechannelq.com. Otherwise, stick around. We'll be back. You're listening to Love Land with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. All right, we're back. Trying to liberate y'all. We don't need to change our bodies. We need to change our thinking. Food isn't good or bad, change our thinking. We don't wanna overtrain, have food phobia, gotta change our thinking. We think our worth and our attractiveness is all tied to our body, trying to change our thinking. In the earlier show, I was talking a little bit about entering the dating world, not holding people accountable to these theoretical, hypothetical things that don't actually have anything to do with the kind of partner they are, what kind of relationship you could have with them. This kind of ties back to that. Um, cause none of these things have to do with what kind of a person someone is and how they'd be with us through difficult times and how they would support us during, you know, the loss of a loved one or a job loss or what they're going to be like, blah, 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 blah. Like what it's like to travel with them, have dinner with them, like intimacy. We, we really wrap it up into aesthetics. We are too obsessed with aesthetics. We even make decisions about friends based on their level of attractiveness, which has nothing to do with who someone is and the value they could provide to our lives. So really got to push it back on that. And I was showing you, I wasn't showing you, I was telling you about a piece of research that showed 50% of people seeking plastic surgery are now men, 50%. So it's balanced. And of those 50, 70% have had some psychological trauma around their looks and their feelings about their looks. That is horrifying. That is heartbreaking. It shouldn't have to be that way. We should treat people based on what kind of person they are. I want us to value people based on their level of goodness. I want us to talk about how compassionate someone is, not how hot they are. I want us to talk about how compassionate they are, not whether or not they have great you know, abs. That has nothing to do with what that kind of person is. And we're making too many decisions based on how hot they are, if they have abs, how tall they are. And then the quality of their personhood is, you know, not really acknowledged, not assessed, or we let them off the hook. And then we wonder why we're in these miserable marriages and relationships because we're bringing people in for the wrong reasons. What is it like to be with that person should be the first and most important question as to whether or not you marry them or you're friends with them. What do I feel like when I'm with them? What do I feel like after I've been with them? That is what matters more, not how tall they are, not whether or not they have abs. What does that have to do with your quality of life with them? It doesn't. That is a seeking 
acceptance from the world, which you don't need, and that is your anxiety and maybe even your avoidant attachment style on full blast. Sit with that, break that down, think about that. And then I was talking about how some of this disordered eating has been normalized. I've talked about it on the show, I'll talk about it again, where we now have fear, fear of food, um, <clears throat> tying our quadias in a total person based on what we look like. So what do we have to do? Because I wanna always make sure we're, we're kind of bumping into the solution because we can go on and on about how bad the problem is and I think we all know that. Um, so if you're one of those people, you're identifying this as you, great. Maybe you're identifying this as someone in your life, have, be a positive influence on them, you know? Um, because here's some of the things you'll hear that are problematic. Um, uh, trying to look your age, um, dressing for your size, things like that we're trying to move away from. Uh, we're trying to make everything more neutral. I'm just trying to decide if there's anything else I want to say before we move into the, uh, the steps. Okay, we'll just kind of bump into them. Um, any more stats I want to throw? I'll just throw this last one at you. I love stats, and I'm looking at a whole bunch of good ones. 90% of teenage boys. Okay, that's a big number. Uh, exercise with a goal of bulking and getting bigger, which means they work out in service of trying to have a body other than the one they have, because obviously they don't think the one they have is good enough because they've been told bigger is better and that's what they're seeing around them. That's kind of heartbreaking because your genetics might not allow that. And a lot of people that are doing it have to go and take something as dangerous as steroids. And then what happens is when, if and when you come off of them, you're not gonna feel great about what you're going back to. It's a, it's a cycle. I'd rather people be, lurk on being okay with what they have and being around people that value what they have. It's really hard to exist and have worth and value if you're in a, around people and, and essentially putting yourself in a specific world that only values a certain kind of body, one that you don't have. That will never work. We all wanna work on being around people that value what we value and that what they value is also us, that we have the same values and they also value us. You cannot be healthy if you're around unhealthy people. You cannot have a healthy relationship to your body and food if you're around people that also have a poor relationship to their bodies and food. It will be projected onto you, that's all they will do discuss, they will be applying that value system to a lot of different things, and it's going to keep you trapped. So let me make that the first point in how we heal this, is you have to be very thoughtful about the influence of the people you're around. I don't make the rules, y'all, that's just how it goes. So yes, you might have some toxic friends that are gonna be a block to you becoming healthier in this domain. I don't make the rules. You can try to influence them, you can try to call it out and ask for different behavior, or sometimes you need to exit. Again, I don't make the rules. We can't always have the mental health we want while currently at the job we have or with the friends we have or within the marriage we're in. And then you have to decide what makes what has more meaning for you. But when I, but when 90% of teens want a bigger body, aka a body other than what they have, when 50% of men, I'm sorry, when 50% of the plastic surgery people are now men that are coming in, um, was a problem when it was more women, but I'm saying adding other people to that pile is an enhanced problem. And 70% of them have some trauma related to a stigma about how they feel about themselves or how they look. We got a lot of work to do. Know that everything you say and do is a part of the solution or a part of maintaining and strengthening the issue. Because what you're saying to others is being heard. I, the things I hear at the gym, just walking by and I'm like, oh man, I didn't need to hear that. I didn't want to hear that. I didn't want to have to think about that. I was having a great day. I was listening to a song and then someone said something and now I'm reflecting on my own body. Oh my God, I got to do the work of pulling myself back out because we trap people in some of these thought presses. People may already be primed to obsess or focus on something and then you help keep them trapped. 
which is why I'm always talking about weighing in on the conversations that are being had around you because it's keeping you hyper fixated on something or it's moving you away from that. So again, the social, the values of the people we spend time around matter. And if they have really problematic values around bodies and exercise and food and attraction and looks, it's going to be hard to exist within that or to pull yourself out. I have some people I work with who do not meet a lot of dating standards or the norms that we've set as a culture to make you feel okay about your looks. They don't meet a lot of that and their social circle is the worst example of that and they will never survive in that social world and they have to work on pulling themselves out. I don't make the rules, but that's necessary. So that's a big part of this. We're gonna come back and talk more about what we can do to heal because it's all about trying to find some of these solutions to the best we can. And then of course, we'll be doing some DMs. We'll be closing out that way as we always do. So if you got a question or a topic, drop it in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. Otherwise, all you gotta do is uh, enjoy some tunes and stick around and not go anywhere because you know we're coming back. So uh, stick around, listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. Oh, Rachel, we are back and we're just finishing up our discussion of body, uh, body health, body neutrality, essentially not caring, you know, wanting to feel strong, moving our bodies because it's healthier for us, uh, wanting functionality and strength and just kind of focusing more on that. And I was talking about some horrifying stats and we were talking about the impact that the world we participate in has on us and how we can work on changing that, work on our role within that, or maybe pulling ourselves out. Um, also, you have to be, you have to really do some hard, you have to do some hard, hard, hard work on unlearning some of that messaging. And there's a lot of books and podcasts. That's why I love Loveline. I'm always trying to put better messaging out there, better things for people to hear, to challenge the mess that they're hearing. So find some good books and some good podcasts that challenge disordered eating, that challenge body dysmorphia, that are about body positivity and body neutrality. You need to have a counterbalance because the world is giving you the opposite. They're telling you, you have to be thin, thin is in, no pecs, no sex, nothing tastes better than skinniness. All of that is toxic as hell. And none of that is even true. And fitness has nothing to do with what you look like. It has to do with how strong you feel, how much flexibility you have, how much mobility, how much balance. Health does not have to do with whether or not you have abs or what you look like either. Health has to do with your heart, your breathing, your hormones, your blood pressure, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera but yet we are obsessed with looks. And so we tie everything to that. How successful we see you, how healthy we think you are, what your worth is as a person, and we have to end that and battle that. So again, pay attention to what you're around socially and what you participate in. Also, work on reading and hearing and listening to things that challenge those messages. You need to give it some opposition and you need to do that as often as possible. Bury yourself in those books and those podcasts. Just like when I talk to people about changing their relationship to mental health or sex, you have to bury yourself in sex positive conversations, reading materials, pages and all that. That's why I try to make all of my stuff pro mental health only. You can follow my social media at Dr. Donahue on Instagram, Chris Donahue or Dr. Chris Donahue on Facebook, I think it is, et cetera, et cetera. Do that kind of stuff. Also, Dun, 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 dun. Work on challenging some of your habits. You know, rest, take days off from the gym. When in doubt, eat that donut. Work on calling out when you're shaming food or shaming yourself for not moving. Have some downtime. Those, you got to reorient yourself around some new habits because we've built in those old ones and they're very familiar and some of them are very deeply rooted. But it's all about living in the way you want to be. 
It's all about living in the future you want to have. It's all about starting to engage in some of the behaviors that you want to become more of just who you naturally are and how you naturally want to be. But again, as you're hearing, it takes practice. You've practiced the other. You have to now practice that to challenge. It's like learning any new language. You want to learn a new language? You got to practice. You got to practice using, applying, and thinking in terms of that language. That's the same thing with any skill. An instrument, continual engagement and practice. You're trying to reshape who you are because we spent so much time immersing ourselves in some of the other things. Um, a few other things is also focus more on what your body can do. Focus more on function and less on how it looks. How our bodies help us move through the world. Our mouths help us taste things. Our eyes help us see things. Our legs move us through the world. Focus on how strong you feel. Focus on the flexibility you have. Some of this has some ableism in it. Not everyone's body is strong or is flexible or is mobile. That's okay as well. Your body still lets you be present in the world and interface with others. You have to, you have to look more at function or what you have capacities to do. Also, you got to challenge a lot of your belief systems. Where did they come from? Who keeps those alive and at play? Who fed you those? Um, and, and actively challenge them when you hear others say them or when you hear yourself saying them to others or to yourself in your head. You have to say, actually, I didn't mean that. Or no, 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 that's actually not true. Or wait, that's fat phobia talking. And here's what I really want to believe. Here's what I do believe. Here's what I'm working towards believing. Here's what I'd rather hear you say. So again, identify the problematic thinking and issues and then challenge them again in self and in others. I love this. A lot of people in this work talk about some affirmations, trying to challenge the negative self-talk with some positive self-talk. I'm okay as I am. I don't need to look a certain way. My body's good enough as it is. Finding all these different ways to align with these messages. I'm enough as I am. My body's good as it is. I don't, you know, I don't believe in those systems of toxic gym culture, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I've talked about this on the show before many times as well, setting boundaries with what you'll let, with what people can say about you or around you. Maybe saying to your friends and family members, I'm working on healing my relationship with my body. I don't want to hear or talk about diets, losing weight or feeling fat and shutting those things down and saying, Hey, let's talk about something else. Backing people off. Cause some people that's their obsession. And that's the world they see. And you have to kind of call that out and stop that. Um, and that's kind of the root of it all. But it takes work. It's not going to be easy. You know, like I said, the world is trying to instill in us the opposite. And in order to have a healthier level of thinking, it's a practice and it's a challenge. I've done the work, y'all. I'm, I'm in the same world you are. I'm in the same stream you're swimming in. And I've done it and I continue to do it. And it's hard. You bring in their ableism, you bring in there some classism, you add in there some ageism, and it just gets more intensified, you know? But um, the work is necessary and important. So, all right, when we come back, we're gonna do some DMs. So if you got some questions or topics, put in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. Otherwise, just stick around and rock out to the tunes. We'll be back, more to come. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and on Odyssey. We'll be right back. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, y'all, we are back. And now it's time to slide into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. See what we got this one says hey dr chris give me your three top tips for dating during cuffing season how do i let someone know i just want to cuddle and do holiday stuff and then have a single summer next year um i'm not sure how to answer that you're basically saying how do i find someone to just cuddle with hang hang with a little bit but i don't want anything serious or long term you say that by saying that hey looking for something short term and casual let people know what you're looking for. And if they're looking for that, they'll be like, cool, let's do it. Most people, 
10 to one hookups or they want something longer term. You're wanting that intermediate. It exists. People want that. Let them know, use those words, put it on the apps. Or if you ask someone out, say that. Don't know what else to tell you. When someone says, how do I let someone know? The answer is by telling them, by letting them know. That's how. All right, we got another one. This says, hey, Dr. Chris, I'm noticing a lot of behaviors in my children recently. They're both in high school. We just moved to a pretty conservative area. Yikes. But it seems like they're being influenced by other kids in the wrong way. Yeah, conservatives, very prejudicial, bigoted. It's a problem. And usually anti-gay, anti-trans, anti-abortion, God bless it, not into science. You said we're always, we are always about love and acceptance before, but I'm overhearing conversations between them I don't like. I know I can't shelter them for what other kids say, but this is not the way I want them to be. Yeah, um, I wouldn't want my kids socializing in a conservative area because they're going to adopt the values of the people around them. When you're in your younger years, you wanna be like everyone else. It's all about conformity. You wanna do, dress, think, and listen to the same music as everyone else around you. So good luck. I think you need to pull your kids out of that school. Yeah. This is what the school's immersed in. This is what they're going to hear all day long. This is what they're going to hear from their friends. This is going to be what they're here at their friend's house. And if you make an enemy of that, then they're going to turn on you. If you try to say, listen, ignore your friends, ignore what your friend's families are saying, ignore what you're hearing at school. It's not going to work. You don't have enough power to be more empowered than them. Um, Cause that would be the only route you could go. If you're going to stay, you'd have to say to them, listen, here's what you're going to hear because these people are conservative, but this is what you know, we want for you. And this is how we live, but your influence is going to pale in comparison to the ongoing messaging norms and values that they're going to hear from all their friends, all their friends, families, and at school. And it's going to be a losing battle for you. You're going to have to take them out of that school. It's kind of like saying, you know, I'm sending my kids to a Catholic school, but I don't want them to adopt any Catholic values. Good luck. Cause they're immersed in it all day long and at their friends' houses and with their friends it isn't going to go well. And I appreciate your concern, but I, I don't know how to help you get them to ignore what they're hearing. It's going to, at some point, maybe make sense to them. They're going to align with it. The only thing you can do, as I said, is call out to your children what it is that these people are believing and thinking and help them understand why you don't agree with that and why it's wrong. But then you're hoping they can take that and apply that all day long at school, all day long over the weekend. And that's a big request of a high school kid. So I think you're, I think you're, you know, losing an uphill battle. These kinds of things are hard. You know, people that have a more of a, um, you know, compassion centric worldview where they believe everyone has the right to, you know, where everyone should have human rights and everyone should be treated with care and respect. A lot of people don't. A lot of people think that gay people, trans people, black people, poor people, um, shouldn't have any rights and, you know, all that good luck. You know, that stuff is deeply rooted. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't be moving to that area. How are you surviving in that area? Why would you want to live in that area? Right? Like what an uphill battle for you too, socially. What are you having to deal with? What are you having to listen to? What are you up against? I don't know how you or your kids would survive socially in such an environment, but again, they're going to be influenced more so by their peers. That's what we do at that age. It's all about conformity. So um, it's an uphill battle. I think you're gonna have to relocate if it means that much to you. You know, I'm curious as to what got you there in the first place. But um, yeah, good luck. That's a tough one. All right, y'all. That is our show. We'll be back. So join us again. Past episodes always over at wearechannelq.com. So head over there. Why? Because we need to fill our heads with some good messaging. Got to unlearn all the other things we've learned, and it's all about repetition and a daily practice. So. 
get that crack a lack and if you got questions or topics things you want us to hit circle back or answer always anonymous always confidential put it in the dms on our loveland ig page all the good stuff is there otherwise y'all be kind to yourselves be kind to those around you drop the bar for yourself and all of those around you because we're doing 70 percent max we're not trying to live in burnout that's part of mental health otherwise thanks for letting me be a part of your journey y'all have a good rest of your night take care everyone good night i'll see you tomorrow this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.